0: welcome back to the legends lounge i'm true withers i've got with me Alab- former alabama crimson tide He's a seven-time nba champion seven right correct seven-time yes. nba champion with the houston rockets chicago chicago bulls uh san antonio spurs los angeles lakers yeah. we got robert Horry with us man thank you for joining us thank you for
1: stopping by the lounge man it's good to be here man it's 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 I'm so happy to be here because you always have these legends events, and I know the chapter in Houston is very active. And this is my first time to be able to come out, relax, and enjoy it. Okay, are, are you a golfer? Are you plan on hitting the links? You know, I'm not a golfer, but I'm a top golf guy. Okay, <laughs> well I got to chase okay. my ball down. I am fine. No, yeah. okay. I think that's
0: fair because it's kind of like being good at like pickup ball and the real ball. It's two different exactly. two different skill sets. Exactly. But first
1: thing I like to ask the legends: What was your welcome to the NBA moment? Oh, my goodness. I I think my welcome to the NBA moment came in preseason. Okay. Right, let me just let me say let me rewind this. I've had a couple okay. of welcome to the NBA moments. We with got the time. The first one, the yeah, first one okay. preseason where, you know, you, when you're growing up, you have all these idols that you idolize, these guys you want to try to be like. And I remember we were playing the Hawks in a mm. preseason game, and Dominique had the ball, and the ball was loose, and I, I dove on the floor at it. And he looked at me like, Damn, young fella, it's preseason, right? Hey, you know? Yeah, <laughs> hey, calm Come down. On, yeah, you, know, right. you you, you you're trying to impress these people right. you grew up admiring, and so right. you got to give it your all, and then. I come to later on. I'm doing the same thing to the young fella. man. Come <laughs> right? Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's right. All right. You know? Yeah. So, but and, and that was my come the moment to realize that you know these young fella, these these vets, mm. they take it to a whole nother level when it comes to the regular season. Preseason, they just getting in Gotta shape. Take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think my other moment, and actually during the season, came. We was playing Utah, mm. and the late great Mark Eaton was mm-hmm. standing there. You know how you are. Everybody wants a dunk on a big, of course. And so I had that line. Of, Straight to the basket. I said, "I'm about to dunk on Mark Eaton, make to my get him. staple." Right? No, sir, nah. wow, I'm on the floor. I'm hurting, and the refs looking at me like, "Get up, young fella. You got to get stronger because you know Mark had that little thing." We was. Kind of like he's easing out the way, but hit you with that hip, mm-hmm. and so that was my my, my uh, another one of my moments. So those <laughs> two stand out in my mind because you think about you know iconic bigs like Mark Eaton, mm-hmm. and you think about guys you admire growing up like Dominique, and 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 it helped you to mold you to be a better player and learn how to navigate through this thing <laughs> called NBA. Definitely, mm-hmm.
0: definitely. So when did you feel like you belong? How long did that take? Uh, um, I think
1: I after I, my rookie year. Okay. Um, you know, the nickname is, kind of came along with being Big Shot Bob. And mm. I, I think in my first year, we were playing Seattle in the playoffs, and I hit a shot to take us to overtime. Mm. And to me, that was m- telling myself, oh, you belong. You're a rookie, right. and you're hitting this big shot to take us to overtime, even though we don't, we didn't win that game and we lost that series. Mm. And it's not a shot that most people talk about. You know, they talk about other shots I've made out mm. throughout my career. But for me – that was a moment to say, hey, you know, you, you can play in this league. Right. You're know, you going up against Seattle, who eventually went on to the finals. Mm-hmm. Now you can play in this league, do your thing, and don't worry about anything. So that my, that was that's a moment where i would say, okay, this is I have arrived. I'm ready to play this game. Right now, not long ago, I heard you telling the story about
0: I don't know if it was your first practice, but you yelled at Hakeem Olajuwon. Is that <laughs> true? Is this true?
1: <laughs> well, you know how in practice you get heated. You don't really yell like you you know to right. It was where you yell like... Yo, screen him, box him out. You right, know? you're not just yeah. yelling at yeah, him. Hey, yeah. Right, and yeah. everybody looked at me like you don't yell at Dream. I'm like, well, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Right, you know. So right. you know, and and, I, and me and Dream became really good friends yeah. after that. And and I used to joke with him all the time. I said Dream, you got to box out, man. I said, think about it. You lost the NCAA tournament because you didn't box out. Oh, you so know? you so you you going at his neck? Yeah, you know, I would just you know, that was something I would tell him privately. Right, right. You know, right I wouldn't right. do it in front of anybody else because he might you know do how, do like he did Vernon and smack me around. But no, nah. right. You know, I, I think when when you tell those vets stuff like that and you understand that, you know, you're trying to get the best for him and for the team because you want to win. Right. And if you say something constructive and it's, it's the right thing, they don't mind. Right, yeah. right.
0: Now, that, he brought up Mad Max who we've talked to uh there's the clip, of course, him going in the stands. Yeah. And of course you're sitting there and I like what's going <laughs> through your mind? I feel like you're like Oh my God. Like not again.
1: No, you know, I'm sitting there and you, you talk about these uh uh arrived moments in the NBA. Portland was a team that was always kicking out, but you know, had Clyde and, you mm-hmm. know, Porter, you know, Jerome Kersey, mm-hmm. Duckworth, all these great guys, right? And here I am having a good game, and we getting our butts kicked, right? I'm like, and that's the worst feeling ever, in right. ever when you have a great game right. and, you lose, and you're losing. It's like, oh, I, I did my part, but yeah. Is it, is, it, is it my fault because I took some shots from Dream and right. uh, Otis, you know, Vernon? <laughs> and you lose this game and all of a sudden you sit at the end of the bitch, you mad, and you're thinking about what did we do wrong to mm-hmm. lose this game again? And all of a sudden I saw Vernon go past me. And I was like, oh shoot! You know, that's not what I said. But you know, right. <laughs> and I had to go up there and, and you know to try to help him out. And I think it was—it could have been a disastrous moment, yeah. but it, you know, cooler heads prevailed. Vernon, myself, Otis starp, our strength and conditioning coach—we all got kicked out of the game. <laughs> I mean, that, what what year was that for you? That was uh, my second year in the Okay, league. so
0: you still pretty yes, pretty was, early. I'm, yeah, but, but you was already. Did they just kind of take, like, somebody got to keep an eye on Max, man?
1: Well, no, you know, for me, I've always been a, a, a huge team player. It was never about me and my individual stats. It was always about having my teammates back. Mm. And I, I always tell everybody, if it's one player that I have ever played with, I knew I could be wrong. <laughs> and he was going to have my back. I could be right. He right. was going to. It was going to be Vernon. Right. So it's about that t- about protecting each other. And I, I saw that he was going to put himself in a bad situation. So I didn't want it to get you know escalate to something like what happened years later. So right. you, know, you had to be there for your teammate. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now, did you? Like, did you hear some of the stuff they were saying to him? Is that
0: a thing where it's like you hear, you know, yeah, guys getting heckled? It's like they're not talking to me, but it's like, hey, come on, like you know what? Yeah, uh, what's I going he, through your
1: head. I point? heard him. They was going back and forth all game, and then he commented on Vernon's tattoo, and it was you know something Vernon had put on his arm to you know memorialize his daughter who mm. passed away, and that that was that a, crossed yeah. the line. And Vernon took off, and I heard it, and I was like. So, oh, yeah. Something was bad because I knew I would be protective of my kids like that, you know? Uh-huh. Right. You can talk about me. You can talk to everybody. You can talk about my mama, but don't talk about right. my the kids. Kid, yeah, yeah, that's, kids that's are off limits. That's yeah. the line. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> another thing you mentioned what was Hakeem slapping Vern? Was this just a regular event? Was it? This- <laughs>
1: No, Vernon tells that story. So you have to have Vernon tell you that story. I laugh every time I hear That's it. So I, w- I want to hear from a third
0: part. Like, you're just sitting there, you tying your shoes. Well, I, I
1: can't comment on that because that happened the year before I got there. Uh, okay. So, yeah, okay. so, Okay, okay. Everything was in order by the time I got, got there. So, you know, when you hear these rumors, you slapping Vernon Maxwell. Right. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to stay in line. too. Right. I ain't doing anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> right.
0: so who are some of the other memorable – like, you played with – you know, hall of famers, of yeah. course, but who are some of the, just the better teammates? The ones that stick out when you
1: look you know, back. You know, when you come into this league, you always hear about you know guys taking guys under their wings, mm-hmm. and and then some teams, you know, guiding guys down the wrong path or whatnot. I think for me, the, the biggest influence on me was uh, Otis Thorpe and mm. Tree Rollins. You know, yeah. because Otis was all always about, hey, you know, meet me for breakfast because you got to get the you know the nutrition in you for you for the game. You know, mm-hmm. all right, you know, let's go play golf. Which I hate that I never did with him because he's a hell of a golfer. Uh, <laughs> he was trying to put you uh, on yeah, game. Yeah, he was trying man. to put me on game. You know, it, 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 Otis just, he, he took me on his wing. Like, like you know, I like his little brother. And, I, and I, I tell everybody, I just followed him around like a little puppy. Wherever he went, <laughs> I went. And so, uh, and him, and, and I remember having the conversations with Tree Rollins. Mm-hmm. Tree Rollins was more of the business side of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. My first year in the league, we flew commercial. And oh, yeah. Forget about that. And so uh, we will be at practice, and all of a sudden Tree be like, yo, Rook! I'm leaving early. Meet me at the airport. Uh, I'm not pack yet. Meet me at the airport. <laughs> so I have to run home, make sure I'm packed, mm. and then I would meet him at the airport because he didn't want to travel by himself. So we would have conversations about business side right. of basketball. Right. What you need to do to make sure you maintain your professionalism, stay in this league, and, and things like So those two guys, you know, that I, I really looked up to in the league, and I try to, you know, Take what they gave me and then pass along as I went on, you know. Mm-hmm. But like on on the court, I just if you look at my career, man, I had some great players. I have mm-hmm. I had some great times and 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 to play with you know Dream Clyde and that crew and mm-hmm. Otis and Kenny and Vernon and then go on to L.A. where it was Showtime and mm-hmm. going to San Antonio, it, it was a golden path definitely and I tell everybody all the time my path in the NBA was like how I wanted it. You want to come in and you want to learn from the vets to make yourself ready for the NBA. And then you want to shine a little bit. Where are you going to shine better than Los Angeles Lakers? You no know, showtime <laughs> itself. And then as you get down in age you want to kind of just you know kind of slide through and just ease on out the game. Mm. We're a better place in San Antonio who always likes to fly on the radar. Right. The next thing you know, damn, they won a championship.
0: Right. Another you know
1: one? Yeah. From. So and that was like, that's how I wanted my career. Mm. And it, and it, it worked out perfect for me. You know, two three two and win my championships and ease on out and wait for the next chapter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So,
0: how was just like city wise, culture wise, going from LA, you know, like Showtime, (laughs) Bright Lights, Superstars, all that, to San Antonio. No disrespect to San Antonio,
1: but it's one of the smaller markets. Here's the thing that people don't understand: people go to San Antonio is a great city. Okay, but see, when people don't know San Antonio, Mm. and I say if I say go to somewhere to San Antonio, what would you say? Riverwalk. River you don't go to the Riverwalk, Nobody man. go, okay. <laughs> don't, the locals go to the Riverwalk. Right. right. Yes, you got an event down there. Right. So you don't go to the So river nobody walk. goes. There. Yeah, you got have you. other places, you know, outside of the Riverwalk mm. that you go. People extra friendly. I've had friends that come in from L.A. to visit, and they were, like, looking at people's side with them, and they're too damn friendly. I don't trust Right. Them. I, I, what, what's this about? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it, it was one of those things, man. San Antonio was a wonderful city. You know, he, he, Texas as a whole have they have great cities you know I never mm-hmm. played in Dallas and mm-hmm. you know but I played in Houston I played in San you know two large markets you mm-hmm. know even though San Antonio is considered a small market I think it's like what 10th 11th largest city in right. in the country right. so it's it's a great place great people and and I have fun there
0: Definitely. so what – I mean you Came from Alabama out to Houston. What was that transition?
1: <laughs> you know, it, the, the transition was smooth um, I, because of Otis, because uh-huh. of Tree, and because of everybody wanted to win. Right. And when you come into a situation like that, when you're just trying to learn, you're just trying to be that that cog to help the machine, you know, move on to a championship. It was you know kind of easy. The first year was I was new. You know, I was mm-hmm. deer in the headlights because I'm living on my own. I have responsibilities right. because that's the one thing people forget in college. The only responsibility no right. you have is to get to class. You right. Know? Get to class, <laughs> get to practice. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it and now you got you know, you got house payment, you got car payment, you got mm. all these things that you gotta worry about. And now you have situations where you get to, you got to watch out for professional friends. You know what I mean? Mm. Those people trying to you know tag on and, and, and leech off you. Then you got to make sure you keep the family at bay because they think they don't understand that you know a certain amount of money don't spread out as much as they think it right. Means, you know, so it was a learning situation. I had I had a I had a, a, a great support system, man, for my mom, especially my dad. Mm-hmm. My, anytime someone wanted to borrow my money from me, I like my dad is in charge of that. I call them. Online, See, there call
0: you go. And yeah. I, uh, I, there you there,
1: go. A military guy, he's scared of him. <laughs> but, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was Houston. You know, it was just like stepping into you know a, a extended version of college. You know, I had, like I said, the whole Houston Rockets staff, you know, you know, I can't say enough about Rudy T. You know, you give him mm-hmm. that shout out for, you know, Hall of Fame and him, uh, Bill Berry, uh Robert Barr, that whole support system that they had there. And, you know, Charlie Thomas was, was an easy owner when I first got there. You mm-hmm. know, he was a really nice guy just around talking to people, and, you know, and, and not trying to. Be in the limelight. He just was right. trying to make sure you were taken care of because you know, yeah. if you were taken care of, you was going that was going to show on the court. So I, it was a it was a smooth transition. Mm. Do you prefer like do, do players prefer an owner like
0: that, like a hands on, hands off? Like do you want an owner trying to be one of the guys? <laughs> do you want
1: them like never see it? Like how does it? Well, you know, for me, I, I really enjoyed Charlie Thomas, and then, of course, Les took over, and I thought Les was going to be like Charlie, but he wasn't. Right. He, he was, you know, kind of off to the side. He came to the games, and he came to the locker rooms, and he would come in the locker room. I mean, this is a funny story. We, um he would come in the locker room, he would talk to Dream, mm. he'd talk to Clyde, and he would leave. And so, <laughs> right. I'm like... All right, fellas. Okay. Yeah, all right. all right. So, one day, he says, oh, I want to have a meeting with you. And he, and he said... He was Just like, you, like, one-on-one? Yeah. that's okay. okay, fine. So, we go to dinner and uh, bring Robert Barr, who was the strength and condition, mm. cause, like the liaison between everybody, right? And it was like... Talking and Robert Barr is kicking me on the table because you know I'm honest. And he was like, So the first question out of his mouth was, You don't like me, do you? I said, First of all, I don't know you. Oh, I boy. said, Just because you own the team don't mean I got to like, like you. Right. I said, Think about this. You come in the locker room, you don't talk to nobody but Dream and Clyde. Right. So we don't know you. you right. know? So <laughs> what I don't you?
0: have any opinion of you. Yeah. So I have
1: no opinion of you. I said, You know, from what I hear, you're a nice guy, <laughs> but I don't know. And and that's the thing. you know, like you know, For me, I, I, I felt like Charlie Thomas was the guy that came and talked to people and to let let them know you care, and that's what I I, 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 I liked about Jerry Bus. He was the same mm-hmm. way, you know. He was honest. He was all about his brand and all about making you, you know, succeed in the brand. But he at least had conversation with you, right? You know, and and, and so Peter Hope was the same way with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's and for me, I, I like that. Because I don't want to be just a commodity I'm mm. a human being uh, I'm working for you I'm making you money And you making me And you give. Right, me money. We're working so together Really, hand, yeah It's a hand-in-hand hand thing So let's just have a good relationship So I know that you care mm. And I can give you my all
0: mm. So how, how did Les respond to that?
1: To the uh, I mean, I really don't know
0: you <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I imagine he hadn't been told that Very many <laughs> no, times in his he life He
1: And it was funny Because Robert Ball Was kicking me under the table <laughs> I'm like, man, stop kicking me <laughs> right. And he was like I, He said I said, yeah I said, if you want us to like you, you got to stop talking to just those two guys. Talk to everybody. You know, because you got to understand... You know, I'm from the South, and I, I'm not going to kiss anybody's butt. Mm. I'm just going to say, if you don't talk to me, I'm not going to talk to you. As long as you respect me and I respect you, then we're good.
0: Can keep the moving. Right.
1: <laughs> so, so, did he change his action? Like, did he start he, talking yeah, to he, people he more? He started speaking to people. I don't okay, know if he had conversations with people. He started, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. It's no, a start. Right? Yeah, 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 it's a, it's a start. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. But I did. I'll tell you another funny story about hey. that. But it, it, So, you know, you have the leaders on your team, right? yeah. and. And we always, you no know, dream was going to be the last one on the plane and whatnot, right? Because mm-hmm. that's who he was. He dream, you know, yeah. You know, you come on, you let everybody know Mufasa is here. We can go now. <laughs> All <right>. We can <laughs> take so, it off. Yeah. Now, yeah. So I remember one time we got on the plane, and, and this is how people on this is how Clutch mm-hmm. became the mascot for the Rockets mm-hmm. because Les's wife at the time was about um, you know the animals' rights and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she came on the plane. She took all the meat off the plane. And we were all sitting around like, what are you doing? Yeah, what? "Uh, It's animal rights. And, you know, we got to preserve the animals and do this. I'm like... uh, uh, yeah You know So you Wait You wait till Dream get here right. <laughs> Just you wait Yeah yes, you wait. wait till my daddy get home Yeah exactly. Right. exactly So Dream gets on the plane Right And he Everybody was like You know like Yo you know how to you look. You're being bullied You go tell right. your big brother Yo Dream She took all the meat off the plane <laughs> <laughs> And so he, She was like So Dream was like Don't you know Put your beliefs on us You know I don't put my beliefs on you right. And so Need to say We didn't take off till they brought that meat Back on the plane <laughs> So King He was a man of the people yeah, he, was, he, he was using yeah, his Yes He yeah, was Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, it, It's the Man I wish You know we, You know how now All these teams are filmed 24-7 Right I wish that was a moment We filmed Because it, you should have seen this We were like little kids Like We well, you no dream, <coughs> But we gonna Hiding dream. behind his coat Yeah <laughs> Dream He did this go get a dream <laughs> so but and funny. after that like it was no it, it was no issues it was no issues yeah but the funny part after that the next trip we had we, you know, this is some um, petty but we also we made sure we wore leather jackets <laughs> and Aww. stuff like that man. that's nasty work man come on <laughs> oh man you know it just to you don't know, mess with a man you <laughs> right. know but it, you know it, it was all in fun games no yeah. harm no problem. no peter people don't be mad at me i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you mentioned like the
0: uh, you know the team flight social media. What's something that happened where you are like, oh man, I am glad social media wasn't around for that.
1: Uh, you know what? I, this is the thing. I was very well. I could say for me in the stuff that happened in Phoenix, but you know when you win, man, you have right. no issues. In right? Houston, we had no issues. You know, we had a couple of fights in practice, but everybody have that. Mm-hmm. In L.A., we had no issues, and and that's that's the best thing about it, man. When you win uh, a lot of problems are either swept under the rug or you don't have problems. Right. And because, and that's the only problem I had when I was in Phoenix that time, we were losing. You know, right. We started out what, zero and fifteen, getting our butts kicked, and right, like,
0: like I ain't used to this. Yeah. I ain't
1: used to this. And then when you get to practice, nobody's practicing hard. You're not going over things. I'm like, dude, no wonder we can't. We, right, <laughs> this is why ball. we're losing. Yeah, no, this is why we beat you when we were <laughs> <laughs> when beating Houston. You down zero right. two, we come back beat you. We are down three one because you got to put in the work, man. You know, I, I think a lot of people don't understand. You know, hard work and sacrifices how you win championships.
0: So where does like where do you think that? I guess like being, is it your best player? Is it your coach? Like who sets that standard? I think
1: it's just everybody. Mm. You know, because you could be the best player, and all of a sudden you see this rook over here going hard, and then mm. it's kind of like a virus, you know. Right. And I hate to say it during this day and age right, because But I, yeah. what's going on with 19, but it, it makes people go hard. And, and, and I think for me, yeah. for us, when I first got in the league, it was Dream because Dream had been right there to the finals and didn't win it. And when you get right to the finals and don't win it, it makes you hungry and hungry and you want it. And so he was right there and we saw the work he put in in practice. We saw everything that he was doing and we kind of followed suit. And I, mm. I think that that goes across the league because by the time I got to, to the to Lakers, you know, think about it. Shaq had just got mm-hmm. swept in the finals by us. Right. So he was starving for one. <laughs> right. You know, I didn't need to talk about Kobe. Right. He's just starving. Period, in general. <laughs> yeah. And then when you get to San Antonio, you know, they had just won a championship. And so it was like, okay, you know, we like that taste because it's addictive. We want right. it. We want more of it. Yeah. So I, I think for me personally, the path was, you know, was golden and because everybody wanted that golden trophy. Mm. You're saying like a... Different places you play. You said L.A.
0: was no issues. So was the Kobe sh- like? like, you think it was overblown, like, from our outside looking in?
1: Well, I always tell people this. As a player, you know when you don't like somebody. And right. you know when someone don't, don't like, like each you. other. Yeah. And in practice, they were always laughing and joking. When I didn't like somebody, I didn't talk to them. You know, I <laughs> right. And, and Wasn't no you go to the but, locker yeah. room, I would ice up. If he come in the locker room, I walk out or, you know, I right. do what I need to do. We think about this. I, I, that was the best times for us. It was after practice where we always sit in the locker room, tell jokes, mm. tell lies. You know what we do <laughs> right. in the locker room. And, and those two were always joking with one another. And it was so weird to me. Maybe I was oblivious to it, but I never saw it because when when you win a championship, you you have a tendency to hug the person you closest to right. and the person you have the most you know admiration for. So I, I remember my first year. Winning the championship, it was me and Sam Cassell hugging. Hmm. And then it was me and Sam the next year. When I got to L.A., it was uh, me and Fish and then hmm. so on and so on. And then when Mitch, Mitch Richmond got there, it was me and Rich, Mitch. And so that, that's just how it is. And when I tell everybody, when you look at the championships he won, those dudes was always the first two yeah. to hug. Find each other immediately. Yeah. If I don't like you, I ain't hugging you. Right, you know? And so it was just, I I tell everybody, I must have been blind to it. I never saw it, you know, because I know some people in practice I didn't like. We got some little tussles. They never right. got into a tussle. Uh, so I don't know. I, I never saw it. I, like I said, I must have been blind or just you know, sleepwalking. <laughs> right. The whole, yeah, you sleep on those the whole morning. seven years I was there. <laughs> so
0: you said, like, tussles with, you know, somebody you may not necessarily like. Is that a... Is that like you let that lead to a fight? Like, you know what I'm saying, like an extra hard elbow or extra hard
1: box I, I, out. You, you just—that's just a love tap, man. You okay. Yeah. Go. Just, just between just, brother, yeah, between you brothers. Know. I say, hey, I know what you said. I know you don't like me. I know you're trying to get my position. Right. It Ain't gonna be that easy, brother. Right. I say, you know, I'm going to fight for it, just like you gonna fight for it. So you know, it's it's, it's all fun, is all love and war and basketball, and you just do it, and it's 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 a part of the game. Right. You know, so that's just how it is.
0: You ever any got like you you know had. Battles, wars with maybe went a little extra, and then become teammates. Tim Duncan,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah what, what was that? Like? You know, you know, Tim was. I, I remember. You think about. It, you go back. We had a little rivalry with San Antonio. Oh yeah. From the moment they think about this, they they beat us. In ninety nine mm-hmm. to shut the forum down. They won the last mm-hmm. game. They shut the, and then you can hear them, Yeah, we shut the forum down. Yeah, last game. Yeah, you know, we're like, hold on, man. <laughs> and then the next year, you know, we have that three year run where we mm-hmm. kicking their butts and then, you know, but we have some battles. Mm-hmm. And then you have the battle with them where, you know, my last year as a Laker, we have that battle and we lose them. And then flip the script. The next year I'm on a the Spurs, right. and then I can. can I'm, I'm on both sides, so I know the battle on how much the Spurs hate the Lakers. So right. I'm inside now. I'm the inside man, and so you see the battle's that. But I remember just going up against Tim. I remember that last year as a Lake player, Tim, he was giving me the business. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna say a lie. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like David Robinson talking about a dream when he gave him the business. <laughs> just man, I gave me. some of my best defense, man, but it just didn't <laughs> Yeah. Yet. And for me, it's like Tim when he gets locked in and you you know, you can get him I, I remember for a couple years I could piss him off and then mm-hmm. throw him off his game. I could piss him off, I could push how him. How do you p- yeah, how you piss off Tim? You, know, you just hold him, you know. You hold <laughs> him and you okay. do stuff, you pull his jersey, you pull his jersey out, you you know, the one thing Tim used to hate was when he turn around and do his jump I used to Contestable. Every time I would hold his hip and push him down, he would always yelling at me. He's grabbing my hip. He's grabbing my hip. But you know, stuff like that. But you know, and now, if and now next thing you know, I'm playing with this guy. Right. You know. And he used to. tell me, man, I used to complain all the time to the refs. It was so sneaky. He says. Then I started doing it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you're stealing my tricks. Huh? Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was. It was one of those moments. You know, Tim was you know. Phenomenal basketball pair. I, when I say we never got into any fights, we got to some, you know, nose nose yelling. Right, matches. but you know it's that all happens. about respect. Right, and, and you know it's boundaries you don't cross, and, and we had that. And I even, I even got on his nerves a couple of times in practice when I was with him. So <laughs> you know, so, by doing the same stuff, same, the same you know, stuff? Stuff, talking trash to him, uh, and, and then Pop saying, "Yeah, Rob, talk trash to him, make him play." <laughs> <laughs> does, does Tim does he ever talk trash? He just don't. No. I don't even t- I don't think Tim knows how to talk. Like trash, he just man. <laughs> No. No. It just don't register you in. I tell you this, the only the furthest Tim will go is talking trash, is playing video games and and that's it. That's right. the only time. He never talks on the trash. court.
0: Nope, never on the court. uh uh-uh. uh Okay, who's the best trash talker you encountered? Not played played with, played against, just encountered.
1: You know, I I Reggie Miller. Vernon Maxwell, <laughs> uh, the greatest of all time, probably Michael Jordan, Gary Payton. Those those are my top four, man. Okay, you know, that's and, your Mount and Rushmore. I played, and I played against all those guys and with one of those guys. And I, I remember one time we were playing in Chicago. Vernon was talking so much trash. He got me involved. I'm like, dude, yo, don't 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 get me involved. <laughs> He's talking to Mike. He has, no, he was talking to Mike and Scotty. Yeah, Mike, I'm gonna lock you up. Little- yeah, Scott and Young Fella gonna get you. I'm like, yo, no, man, <laughs> me, me yeah. me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how Bernie was, man. That's why I tell you, man. All the, all the teammates, I know that dude was gonna have my back, and I was gonna have him. But I love that guy.
0: Yeah, now nah, Vern, Vern, Vern's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of the. The seven rings, like you sent the, the the tweet to Tom Brady. I didn't know. Like, is that was that like just a warning shot? Like, kind of stay off my
1: block. Like, I got seven. You got
0: seven, but be easy.
1: No, you had to think about it in this day and age, with how guys are, are getting injured and moving from team to team. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he did a lot with the Patriots, and then to move on to a new team at his age, right. You know, I was just saying congratulations and welcome to the seven ring club. And then and, and it was weird because so many people were like, well, this guy got seven. I said, no, dude, I didn't say I was in an exclusive club by myself. Right, I, didn't, I, didn't I bit said, the club. welcome to yeah. the club. You know, that's what the, the newest guy, Welcome the, you know, you welcome the newest guy right. into the club. So, uh, and it was just weird how social media now, it, <laughs> these people, how they talk on it and how they think that, you know, they, they – they, they take what you say and run with it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just funny to me. My wife gets so upset about it. But I, <laughs> said, I said, don't argue with idiots because then a stranger doesn't know who the, the that, true idiot is. That's so exactly I, it. I said, I don't care what they say. Right. Mm-hmm. It,
0: you're not going to change it. <laughs> yeah. So does any ring... Stick out more, like
1: when you just think back. Does anyone in particular stick out more well, than that? I have two that sticks out. Um I think the path to the second championship in '95 was extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. a six seed, mm-hmm. you know, we had to beat Utah, then we had to roll up in Phoenix and beat Phoenix. Then had to roll up in San Antonio, MVP, mm-hmm. you know, and beat them, and then roll down Orlando and sweep them. Uh, that path was hard man, yeah. because every had everybody had fifty five plus wins, and mm. and for us to be on the road. And to go through all the adversity we had to go through, being down three-one to Phoenix and coming mm-hmm. back and winning that series, and, and then going into San Antonio and watching David Robinson get the MVP trophy for that season, and and also for me. Transitioning from, from small forward to power forward. Mm. You know, we kind of, I, I tell everybody, we kind of, you know, invented small ball. Yeah. You know, we went, we were that a big guys
0: shooting threes yeah.
1: like long before it was trendy. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, we were trend setters. It moved us over to that, you know, playing Charles Barkley, Dennis Rodman. Think about that. Mm. Two of the greatest power forwards of all time. And you stick this guy who's never played power forward in the NBA. <laughs> go guard them guys. I'm like, go box Dennis yeah, here you I'm go. like, come on, man. What are you doing? But Rudy T. had a lot of faith in me, man. And, mm. I, and I loved that guy for that. And so that was incredible. And then I look at the 2001 season with the Lakers. Um, I've been upset at a lot of losses in my career, but I still look back at game one against Philly. I've mm. never been that pissed at a loss in my life you know wow. I've lost game sevens before but you know sometimes the better team win mm-hmm. but this one it was so pissed because we were gonna do something special we was gonna go 16-0 Six, and 0. Was, yeah. we were gonna go 16-0 and 0, man and to lose that first game to Philly in overtime it made us so <laughs> mad and we didn't, and it, you know, you have these rules where you don't talk about. We never. You know, I was gonna say, was like, it a goal going in? Was it talking it, about It wasn't a goal, but it kind of one of those things when you looked around the locker room, like, man, we can do something. Like we special. can do, yeah, yeah, we can do. You know, being an exclusive club here, right? And so we never talked about it, but we wanted it so right. bad. And then lose that. It was. I don't even think Phil had to say anything to us because we were so mad after losing game one. Right. That that's one. It's like, hey, you, you brought it on yourself, and then go home and. You know, analyze this and come back and take care of business, and then you know went on and went four straight, and mm. I was so mad. They were, everybody was mad <laughs> about that one. Do, does any particular shot stick out? <laughs> no, not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: good problem to have.
0: Like, listen, they all run. I mean, I, I hit so many of them. They
1: yeah. all just run again. It,
0: it, it's so.
1: This is you know. Is the best place to be for a guy with the name Big Shot Bob. <laughs> this is correct. <laughs> because, this is correct. You know, I ain't talking about alcohol. I'm talking about this is. <laughs> I get free food. I get free drinks because you always run into someone and says, "Dude, I remember that shot. Let me buy you something. Let me let me take care of your tab." You know, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm 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 going out trying to get right. this stuff from people, but it's but just don't turn it down. You get you reminded don't. about right. it. and so and for me, I think you know everybody knows me from the you know the shot. With the Lakers, and that's probably the number one shot, um, if you really had to break it down. But I think for me, the performance I had in two thousand five in Game Five, because there's nothing better than going on the road and kicking somebody's butt. Mm. And what I did in the second half of, of that Detroit series in Game Five, and you know, knocking down all these shots, and then dunking on Rip at the end, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it was it was a, it was a special, man. So it's it's like you have a and then eight point one for that that moment, but it's, it's 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 it was incredible, man. And because and I, I don't like to say this much, but for me personally, on a personal level, because I never talk about my accomplishments, I think for what I did in that series for a guy who wasn't even the first option, second option, third option on the right. team, you know, and then getting plays ran for me, and to just go out and just you know take over the way I did, it it, it, it was a, 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 a feather in my in my cap and mm, for definitely the, for the you know the career I had.
0: Definitely, uh, a couple more questions won't keep you too much longer, but you know, seeing you on the jump, you are doing some you know post game
1: work <laughs> with the Lakers.
0: I gotta know, Lakers just shook it up. They. The again whole, again uh what do you make of it cuz last year's team is out and they got all new faces
1: you know it's it's weird you know when you look at sports franchises and you talk about the upper echelon of sports franchises and the Lakers are always one of those franchises mm-hmm. and and I look okay they go out and win a championship in one of the hardest ways to win a championship in the bubble and then all right let's go back and repeat and I'm like what what team is this? Like they, they just you <laughs> right. know they pretty much you know dismounting the team, mm. and then okay the next following season okay this season is going to be here. I'm like okay maybe those guys need to you know get broken in. They ready right. for this. I'm like who whoa, 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 who is this? You nope. know all new. But, <laughs> but that's how the Lakers are. they trying to reinvent themselves. They're trying to always get ready. And I think this team, you know, everybody wants to talk about their age. But if you look at this team, you got a bunch of collective guys that are hungry for a championship. Mm. When you got a guy with a motor like Westbrook, Mm. and then you got a guy like Carmelo who's just thirsty for a championship. And, of course, we don't even talk about LeBron. But if they can keep AD healthy and get all those new guys like Nunn, all those guys that are coming in Mm. to just you know, fill a void that they're missing, you know, athleticism, right. you know, speed, youth, um, three-point, you know, shot. So they're, they're, they're going to be a team. I know everybody yeah. wants to crack on their age, but with <laughs> age comes wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, – what do you make of,
0: like, the talent versus fit? Because, like, you mentioned Russ. He's clearly a talent, but people question the, like, the shooting fit. Yeah. What, do you, what do you make of that?
1: You know, when you got a guy can, you know, come down and, might, you know, Russ, take a bad shot. Hell, he going to get the rebound. It don't matter. He's going to get it back. He going to get <laughs> right. it back some way. Right. Because the more shots he miss, the harder he plays. The mm. more points he makes, the harder he plays. Everything right. inspires him. So I don't care what they say about Russ. Russ is going gonna, to you. You got to think about Russ. Russ is going to come down full speed, yep. and then LeBron's going to look him like I ain't going to let him outdo me. Right? Ain't going to beat they, me down, down the like, court. Gonna yeah. And he's going to drive everybody because his motor is incredible. His his his, his Tenacity is incredible, so I don't worry about anybody clashing. Of course, everybody's going to clash at one point right. in time because nobody's perfect and everybody thinks they should be. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't worry about it. I know the Lakers will be fine. I know Westbrook will be fine in that mm-hmm. situation. You know, when you have the uh, have quote-unquote come to Jesus and be, when you're sitting down mm-hmm. with all the big dogs and you tell hey, I want to come to L.A., I want to do this. And right. you say, okay, this is what we need to do to be successful. And everybody says, okay, you, you know. We always talk about role players, mm-hmm. Everybody's a role player right. because LeBron, even though he's the best player on the planet,
0: that's his role.
1: That's his role. Right. You know, Westbrook's play. That's your role. Eighty. It's like your role might just be bigger than mine. It's like you know, you are <laughs> right. gonna get the big piece of chicken. I'm gonna get the little right. piece, of it, but we all go eat. eating. Yeah. yeah. So that's just how it is. And I think with them, they they all gonna sit down and figure it out. And I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen because I like when people. Say someone is too old, nigga, why well, do not show them that they're not? Right. They never done that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: So it was, it was way too early, of course, but it sounds like you're picking the Lakers to go undefeated next year. I ain't say that, man. <laughs> I
1: ain't say that now. I said it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. What, uh, I, mean, but, I mean, they'll be up there. What do you think about, like, just the Nets? Because they were another, like, Talent versus fit. People, you know, they everybody needs the ball and all that. You
1: know, I'm really interested to see. I I haven't, you know, since I'm on uh, the West Coast, I haven't really seen what they did in the offseason. You know, because that's going to be key. Um, I I think you you look around this league. You, that's how you, you, as a team, you say, okay, what what hole do I need to fill? And I, I think when you get a team like um, Brooklyn, you're like, mm. we don't need to fill in Yes, right, you do. Right. You know, you need some bigs. You need some people to come off the bench, you know, because who who knows what this, the, the schedule is going to be like this year and how many, you know, games. I was like, you see, injuries just killed their season last yeah, year. so you, you need to be healthy. And and, and, I, and I look around, like, I'm not even, even going to lie. The one team that I'm very impressed with their offseason has been Utah Jazz. Really? Yes, because you look at Utah said, okay, what killed us in the playoffs? Rudy Gobert not being a guard, a a 4-5 type of guy. Mm. You know what? Let's bring in a smart vet like Rudy Gay. Mm. Put him out there. Let's make sure we get all these other players signed. You know, right. and let's show that we get Spider's best friend on the team so <laughs> our future right. don't walk out the door. Right, let's keep him and, happy. And, yeah. and, and, and so those are little keys to me that make a team successful. Because mm. you you figure out, okay, we're gonna keep our team intact. Because we was right there knocking on the door, but what did we need? Right. What we tweaks do we this, need this, to make? And, this, and just add a type of person like Rudy Gay who's starving for a championship. Mm. We can fill them in, he can fill a void that we you know missing.
0: Mm, so. Definitely.
1: Definitely.
0: I'd like to ask people: uh, Do you remember your first check, first NBA check? Hell yeah! How much was it?
1: <laughs> My first check was fifty five thousand dollars.
0: And what did you would you buy for yourself with it?
1: I didn't buy anything. I threw that mug in the bank, man. (laughs) You're the first person to say that. I threw that thing in the bank, man. All of it? You you got to treat yourself, man. man. Well, you know, of course, you know, you got to get a car because you need to get around. You got to buy a house because you need a place to live. And I'm living in Houston, Texas, man. So, you know, housing was cheap. So, (laughs) a house and car is what I bought. You know, and people say, you didn't buy your mom a house? My mom did not want a house. My dad Mm. did not want a house. And that's funny. I had to make my dad get a new house. And then my mom was like, I'm just waiting to find the perfect piece of property, baby. Don't worry about right, it. Right, just you wait. soon. Right, yeah. Don't, no rush. No rush. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, you know, for me, my whole thought process when it came to the NBA was I'm, I'm scared. Hmm. Because I told myself if someone had the audacity to steal from, I ain't going to call anybody out, these legends. The people who you know, I'm like, Shh, they gonna steal from me. Right. So I was always, you know, making sure I save, count, you know, double check my account. Uh, I've been with my accountant for what 30 years now, and he all we always tell the story about how. The first time he ever sent me a bill and I asked him, what I'm paying for a phone call for, dude? I don't, right. we don't, we don't pay for phone right. calls. Right, what is this? He's like, oh, well, that's standard. I said, I ain't standing with me if you want my business. <laughs> right. No. He said, and this is going to date myself. What am I doing paying for a fax? I don't pay for faxes, man. No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> So it was weird that I had this conversation with my right. account. He was like, well, we don't do so." I said, well, you want my business because I'm going to make you money. Right. And I'm going to bring other people in. So I said, you got to either do it my way or I'm gone. And so, you know, he, we laughed about that. We were real great friends out mm. there. And and then he was like, Rob, you're the first person that said you ain't paying for this, paying for <laughs> People just said, you know, they sit down and say, oh, that's standard. I'm like, well, I don't care if it's yeah, standard. It don't have to be. Yeah. You know, uh-uh. I said, well, it's standard for you. That's not standard for, for me. me. This is what's standard for me. Right. And that's the thing that I, you have to tell uh, everybody who comes into money. Mm. Don't let, because I'm saying say it's standard. No, you check around and realize that homework. they need you probably more than you need them. Right. Because you're going to make them money. They ain't making you. no money probably not as much as you're gonna make them right unless they're the hell of a you know financial investor, but you have to make sure you you check everybody because they will, you know, people everybody trying to get a come up. Right. You know, and so you gotta make sure you watch them and you know and 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 go down that spreadsheet and make sure every number adds up right because you have a lot of time flying from place to place right. and you got your computer there. Check might that. as well, yeah. You yeah. might as well check that, Might man. as well. You know, don't be listening to music trying to make, check this first, then listen then to music. Th- then play video games or whatever it is. Check them finances first. Make sure, you know, because, you know, think about it. These guys are making 10 and $20 million a year. Think about someone siphoning off two, three grand, you know, a right. week and they don't even know. You wouldn't it. even think about and, it. Man, I'm, I'm living in the house next to you now. Right, <laughs> right. How did you,
0: Yeah, when would you move in? Uh, <laughs> At last, question. It can be on you know basketball, on court, finances, whatever. What's one thing that Rob now would tell eighteen year old?
1: Uh, That's a couple of things. First of all, I said learn how to play golf better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, play golf better. Um, You know, learn how to listen to oldest man. Yeah, I know. Um, I've I've always learned. I've always known how to say no. Hmm. Um, But I, I would think was you know, this game comes quick and the money comes quick but the most important thing is your family mm-hmm. you know find a way to spend more time with your family and and for me i look back you know after losing my daughter and realizing all the time i spent on the road mm-hmm. in a gym and doing all these things to try to make her life my wife's life my kids life easier you don't realize you're gone mm-hmm. you're gone so much and when you have a sick child at home, you have to get as much time, or a sick parent, whoever it may be. Right. You have to get that time in, man. You got to find way. I think of all the times where, well, okay, we need you to go here. Okay, I'm gone. Right. I didn't have to go to that. Right. You know, even though I made the money, I did I, did I really need that, that
0: money? Did need to, do, yeah. You know,
1: and that's a weekend I could have spent. Spent with my, my kids and, and I, I, I didn't come to that realization until you know after you sitting there and you and you having that, 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 that moment that you never want any parent to have and I'm like I wish I would have spent more time with my family and doing the things that makes you a man and makes them happy and you think mm-hmm. that going out and making money is going to make them happy right. and I guarantee you they were like you can give everything you made away they just want that time so that's the one thing that I would tell a young rod to make sure you put in every moment you have with your family because, you know, life is short. You never know. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Robert Hort, thank you so much for taking some time, <laughs> stopping by the lounge with us, man.
0: You, you got an open seat here <laughs> anytime. I, I hope so, man. Every year we're going to do this, right? we ready. All right, now. <laughs> Come on. We, we look forward to it. Uh, but appreciate you, man. Pleasure. Seriously, thank you. Pleasure to be here, man. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by the Legends Lounge, brought to you by the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Give us a follow on Twitter at NBA Legends Lounge and be sure to subscribe and rate the Legends Lounge with me, True Withers, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast.